Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We are now joined by Matt Deering. He's from the Eastside Parkways Coalition uh, to talk about the Kingsington Project. Matt, uh, great uh, to talk with you this morning. Joe, always good to talk to you, too. Sorry I couldn't join you in studio this time, but I, I promise I'll make it up to you next time. That That's all right. I, I will take the rain check and look forward to uh, our next visit. Now, a week ago, my last day on the air until today, uh, it was announced that the Kingsington will go forward. Uh, Matt, what was your reaction to the governor's comments last Friday? Uh, you know, disappointed but not shocked, I'll say, um, which certainly shouldn't surprise you or anyone who may have heard my previous appearances or been to any of the public events that have happened in the neighborhood across the east side um, over the past several months. You know, there's been a a pretty large organizing effort and so many people have made their voices heard. And it, it seems rather clear to not just us, but the media, you know, sort of independent observers that there's certainly less than a consensus in support of the project. And if anything, um, you know, taking the temperature on the ground, that this isn't what people want to see, you know, this billion dollars from the state and federal government go toward in this neighborhood. They want something that's more, uh, it's going to be more long lasting. That's going to bring more foundational uh, change for, for the East side and for, for the, for the entire city of Buffalo. Yeah, Matt, the the more this is discussed, because obviously this is in the news now more because you have the governor talking about it, the mayor talking about it. Does it seem that the opinion is going more in favor of what you've been talking about all along and away from the state's plan? I mean, that's, you know, that's my read on the situation, Joe. And, um, you know, you can you can look at things like the public comment totals that came in you know the department of transportation released their analysis our group conducted our own analysis of those same comments um that's all available on our website eastsideparkwayscoalition.com and and the way we looked at it was before you know any of this was apparently even submitted to the federal government that the vast plurality some 48 percent of people were opposed to the project and, you know, uh, something like 10 percent, I'm not looking at the stats right now, um, had a neutral opinion and 40 percent were in favor. But if you kind of drill down into those comments, even the people who are in favor are 
you know, saying they're in favor of things that are expressly outside of the scope of this project, whether that's, you know, certain streetscaping elements or, um, you know, air filtration is the big one that's talked about in almost um, every single even supportive letter. Um, and the, the state has said that that's not required. Seemingly, the Federal Highway Administration has backed them up um, because, you know, they've, according to them, you know, met some uh, legal standards that they're required to hit, even though you look at health outcomes in, in this neighborhood, and they're some of the worst in the entire country. And um, at the either terminus of this tunnel, the air quality is going to get worse. And again, that's not an assertion that we're making. That's an admission from the State Department of Transportation themselves, um, you know, that pollution over the entire project area is going to decrease, you know, disproportionately um, for the amount that it increases at either end. Um, and it just doesn't seem good enough for, for $1.2 plus billion of, uh, of investment. Yeah, Matt, you know, I, I saw those signs outside of where the governor was giving the speech, no toxic tunnel, uh, you know, bring back Humboldt Parkway. And this is something that you and I have talked about, but that that is the – that is the plan that that you would like to see, right? The fill-in of the 33 and bring back the Humboldt Parkway. That's correct? Yeah, that, that's certainly what I would like to see. And that's not the only thing, you know, that should be done to reconnect this community to itself, frankly, you know, the Hamlin Park neighborhood and the others that were decimated as a result of the sort of installation of the Kensington Expressway. Um, but, you know, we think with the, the money that's been allocated, you could do more to reconnect more of the east side by, I know we talked about last time, you know, extending light rail rapid transit, you know, through the corridors that already exist to the central terminal and out further, um, even to the suburbs that would give people, you know, more ability to get to, to different jobs and get more cars off the streets, creating healthier neighborhoods overall. Um, so it's not just filling in the parkway. You know, there's more that w we in the Eastside Parkways Coalition and, and folks that you just kind of talk to, even if they're not, you know, involved in organizing around the issue, they all have this sense that, you know, $1.2 billion should get a lot more, even understanding that it's a transportation project. Even once you explain that to them, they'll say, then, you know, why don't we do more with that money? Why don't we improve more roads? Why don't we... Um, build some kind of efficient, you know, efficient is a, a word for it, maybe functioning uh, public transit system in Western New York with some of that money. Um, you know, that that's certainly what we'd like to see and what most people um, that I've talked to would like to see done with it. You know, we saw obviously all the politicians standing up with the governor talking about this. Uh, have, have you been able to talk to some of the elected officials and maybe get their opinion, see if if you can get someone that, you know, sees this as, you know, the flawed plan uh, that you guys think it is, or is this the kind of thing of, well, we don't want to veer away from the governor? You know, I think that is a, a large part of it. You know, I, I um, we have had meetings, you know, we had a meeting maybe a month, maybe closer to six weeks ago with Senator Tim Kennedy and had had a meeting with his staff um, about a week or two before that. And they, they were good meetings. You know, I think the feedback that we gave was taken seriously. Um, 
you know, whether or not any individual that we spoke with had the power to kind of, you know, pull the ripcord on this thing, um, you know, is sort of unbeknownst to me. But I, I do think that there is an attitude in government largely that, you know, once you get money for a project, you have to go whole hog for that project and you don't want to step out of line because, um, you know, it, it'll make you a pariah. Um, and, you know, whether, you know, you're running for another office, running for re-election, you know, you don't want to give, um, you know, your supporters, financial uh, backers, any reason to sort of distrust you. Um, and so I, I do think that that's a part of it. I think that there's sort of an appreciation. I, you know, I hear things in the background all the time that a lot of people know that this isn't the best plan. Um, you know, they're worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In all sorts of circumstances, there's often something better that you can do. It may not be feasible, but the people that I've spoken to and people sort of in the know understand that there's more that's possible that could be done with this, but that for, you know, any number of reasons that this is the plan that's been put in place. This is the plan that the Department of Transportation has, you know, uh, envisioned for this, um, along with people from the Restore Our Community Coalition, you know, for more than a decade. And um, we're of the opinion that, you know, there's no better time to ask for more than when, um, you know, promises have been made and, you know, claims of transformational change have been offered. Um, let's do something that's really transformative. I mean, you know, whether it's, you know, Henry Taylor from UB, um, you know, the Buffalo News editorial board, I read an editorial from, I believe, the Niagara Gazette, that mentioned that, you know, this project is being compared to what's going on in Syracuse or Rochester, where they're actually removing these urban highways entirely. Um, and, you know, that's certainly a false comparison. This project was compared to a project done in Milwaukee 20 years ago. Um, the mayor at the time, John Norquist of Milwaukee, actually joined the Eastside Parkways Coalition for a uh, virtual seminar just last Thursday where it was made clear that this is in really no way comparable that was done uh, to what was done in Milwaukee. And, um, you know, this is, this was called by the governor bold action. Um, you know, the, the big dig, which was conducted in, in Boston, the planning for that project started in 1982 and it's a much more extensive 
sort of cabin cover project. I, I can't tell you the length offhand, but it was a, a massive undertaking. Um, you know, this maybe 30 or 40 years ago would have been a bold action, but, you know, in today's day and age, this is, um, it's less than what the community deserves. It's less than what this money can do. Um, you know, some folks often think our politicians are, you know, evil or motivated by malice. And I really don't think it's that. I just think there's like a stunning lack of creativity that goes on in, in the halls of power. Um, that's the thing that I've learned from, you know, working in politics and government for the past several years is that, you know, it's just folks are frankly unimaginative. Um, and they defer to bureaucrats like folks from the Department of Transportation um, for any number of reasons, largely, that they're the experts in the room. So, you know, they're the folks that they think should be listened to. We've got plenty of our own experts, traffic engineers, environmental engineers and stuff, who've looked at the same information the DOT's put out and and have offered independent analysis that says that, you know, what they're telling us isn't quite the uh, isn't quite the whole story. Matt, the $1.2 billion, as you mentioned, uh, that's going to be spent on this project, uh, the, the fill-in option, kind of like what we saw in Rochester, would, have, you done the, have you crunched the numbers on that? Would that be cheaper than the $1.2 billion? And then you could, as you mentioned, spread that money out uh, throughout the city of Buffalo? So the numbers that we've seen have put the fill-in option a- around half of the pre uh, sort of uh, – between five and six hundred million dollars. Um, you know, there are more studies that would have to be done, but um, from what we've seen, it would be about half the cost to do the fill-in portion itself, and then the rest of that money could be used for other transportation projects in in the East Side. You know, folks are oftentimes saying that this coalition is being run by. Um, you know, outsiders who are trying to take money away from the east side, that's just a complete and total. It's a lie, you know, um, plain and simple. Um, we think that this money should go toward transit infrastructure that reconnects the east side and connects people on the east side to more economic opportunity. And it's something that could actually help to spur the creation of generational wealth. Um you know, it's funny, after my last appearance on this program, actually, Joe, someone went out and said a whole bunch of, frankly, um, insane is a word I would use to describe things about me that I, I think I'm some sort of magical Negro or that, um, you know, I'm, uh, uh, I don't identify with black folks because, you know, I, I have a different vision on what this project should be. Um, you know, this coalition is made up of folks from the east side and then from all over the city of Buffalo and even a few folks from the suburbs who all, you know, whether they have a vested interest or not, think that this is a project that should do more for the people who um, it's been promised to. Um, you know, they're not worried about their commute time on the 33. They're not worried about, um, you know, upsetting some politician. They think that you know, for this money that's been promised, um, for all the things that have been said by our politicians, that we should actually get something that's going to last for centuries and not some, you know, sort of temporary uh, window dressing over 
this highway that has and will continue to divide this community for another four, five, six generations. Matt, I want to go back to the exhaust because you mentioned the exhaust and the uh, the DOTs um, acknowledging it. Uh, and I, I'm reading it on your website now. I, I mean, that alone, I would think in today's, you know, t- today's climate, um, exhaust alone would put pause on a project. Are you surprised that they're seemingly going through with this project knowing that exhaust issue is going to be there? Uh, I mean, yes, I'm. I'm surprised in that, you know, like you said, sort of we live in a, a climate, no pun intended, where emissions and climate change are a big issue. And I, I do think that, again, if this is being cast through a restorative justice, environmental justice lens, that we shouldn't be concentrating the emissions that come from this project on people who it's it's funny that the people who have to deal with the exhaust aren't even the people who get the benefit from the perceived benefit from the project, right? It's the people who don't look out their front door and see the parkway who are the ones who are also going to be living with these increased emissions. Um, and, you know, the Department of Transportation factors in in their sort of future projections uh, adoption of more electri- uh, electric vehicles. Um, and I don't know if any folks listening or if you, Joe, have seen sort of um, I think this was released last year that EV sales are down pretty substantially. And I know Ford is sort of, you know, retooling some of their stuff to be producing fewer EVs. And that's something I don't like um, as a person who, you know, likes electric vehicles and thinks we got to move to a world with fewer and fewer emissions. But it seems like there's a, a reality that we, we already live in a region where, you know, like electric vehicle adoption is going to be lower um, because of the cold and sort of, you know, frankly, there's a, a physics problem that hasn't been answered by the automobile industry when it comes to batteries yet. Um, we're a region that's, you know, disproportionately impoverished and EVs are getting cheaper, but the infrastructure needed to, you know, charge them in your home costs a decent amount of money to have installed. Um, so there are a lot of things that, you know, are wrapped up in this, these emissions calculations that I don't think have really been factored in. There's a lot of, frankly, wishful thinking, I think. Um, but apparently, you know, the Federal Highway Administration thinks thinks that's all well and good. They don't seem to care about the, you know, sort of outcry of opposition to this. Um, so, no, I, I shouldn't say I'm surprised, especially considering sort of how the, you know, public comment period was extended to make sure that they could get more you know, form letters in that are in support of the project. Um, you know, if if the truth about this were sort of the the North Star that we were following, I think we would have, you know, pumped the brakes on this quite some time ago. All right, Matt, last question. When's, uh, when's your next meeting? Next meeting is going to be Thursday at 530 at the Dolphin Grider Community Center. Um, you know, we're We've got members who are, you know, still um, obviously Terry Robinson and Marcia Ladiana had, um, I think, their second hearing in their case right now against the state. Um, So, you know, we're not, you know, we're not taking our foot off the gas. We're going to keep advocating for what we think the best solution for this is. Um, You know, we're always going to be trying to be part of the process to improve whatever it is that gets done. Um, But, you know, we're not going to change our beliefs. Um, you know, because of uh, what we hope is anyway a, a temporary roadblock. 
Hey, Matt, so always Thursday, great. Delavan Grider, 530. I hope to see some new folks there this week. Matt, always great catching up with you, and uh, we look forward Thanks to seeing you, you in studio next time. Thanks for the time. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 